1: Yeah. expect killings rest spilling and flesh ripping impressive in it the death bringing his head spinning just kidding every word in his song's about two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog good morning good morning yeah Welcome good afternoon good evening good that
0: was may be.
1: hello how how do you think most people listen to this podcast i'm gonna guess school run or work commute well, maybe just like a morning. I think there's a morning
0: jaunt, perambulation. I think there's a morning jaunt as the sun comes up. People just, you know, mm. uh, enjoy the candor of two buddies, just chin wagging and they mm. just go out and mm. they just have that time chatting. Maybe. Uh, I think.
1: Have you noticed that my Zoom camera is like? It's like I've been doing OnlyFans or something. It's all smudged and steamy. Hold on. No, you can't really sound. notice that on yours. No. No. Um, how have you been? How's Gran
0: Canaria? It's not too bad. It's the man. I, well, I should probably. I, mate, I was great. After last week's podcast, mm. I was gravely ill. Like to, I'd say the illest I've ever been as an adult. Go on, talk me through it. Right, I so, mean, I know about this, but for the benefit of the listener. So last week's podcast, I felt a little bit weird when we started. I felt a little bit run down. I was like, yeah, but that's I,
1: normal after yeah.
0: we're disappointed with the level of content we've delivered. So <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, we're also, it's normal. I've been shooting, you know, done with that anyway. Um, I, I, I thought I'll just have a workout. So I went in with my guy Stan. We're having a, a little workout. And I'm like, I just didn't feel right. Yeah. Went out for a bit of lunch with the family. My mum and dad were over. Um, yeah. Gracie, K Dog. K Dog? Yeah, I shouldn't revert to my wife as K Dog. Um, and my queen. And uh, I was just like, I just don't feel right. I just felt, you know, when like, you feel just, I felt so fucked, right? I get to set, mm. just um, went in makeup. And then I was just like, I need to go out, and I think I'm gonna be sick. I was sick, Rom, thirty times. What? Yeah, man. Like projectile vomiting. Like, yeah. I was just like literally going out. Every time I went back, you went to sit down, I had to get up and be sick again. And I was like, this, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was fucked. I was just like every like like an exorcism of shit just leaving my body. I was like, yeah. Um, and obviously, then the fucking. The the it was like my ass got jealous of my throat and was like, "Oh, you know, we can we can have some fun as well." (laughs) There's a there's a there's an exit here as well. Honestly, it was fucking brutal, right? And then I get back uh, to the villa. Someone at production called called a doctor to come and see me, and my temperature Mm -hmm. was like 39. I was like fucking like just I felt freezing, but I was hot. Took me into hospital. Let me just shout Romesh out y'all. I text Romish then I was worried I was worried. He called me straight away. I mean what a friend.
1: Yeah, I did what, call what you. But what I would say is that the way that you text is very is a complete opposite to my mum. So <laughs> just as like I would say you two of people I know are the polar opposites of uh, texting. So my mum will go. Can you call me? It's urgent. she send me a text. And then I'll call her and she'll go, what size trouser are you? Because one of my friends knows this tailor in uh, <laughs> in Southall. So whereas you, you text me going, just to the hospital, bro. Been sick 30 times, nearly collapsed. So casual.
0: That's why I phoned you. I was freaking out. And then I think I spoke to you when you were on the ambulance. Is yeah, no, right? yeah. As the guy was trying to get me to pay for the ambulance, like strong-arming me. Like the, the uh, by the way, the guys How who- do they? How
1: do they? I've never experienced a medical service where you have to pay. I mean, obviously we pay through taxation. I'm aware of the system, but what I'm asking is, is what do
0: they do? Have they got a chip and pin like with them in the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chip and pin, and also the ambulance drivers look. They look like they can tumble. They look like they could like. If you weren't able to pay, they look like they they get the money out of you somehow. it's it's, imagine imagine that
1: you go to medical school and on top of knowing what you've got to know you've also got to be able to handle yourself in a
0: fucking row and somebody tries to (laughs) mate i'll tell you it was like so i went into the hospital and in the hospital right i was sitting in the fucking waiting room still being sick Mm. just fucked. Mm. and they put me being sick into uh they first time was into a bin because they didn't believe i was still i still had sick in me so i had to show them And then into they gave me like a bucket thing, and they put me in a room with a guy. Do you remember the you know the office the TV show? Yeah, do I know the Office the TV show? I don't know how well you know. Remember Lee Dawn's boyfriend. Yes, I do, yeah. There was a guy who... So had, a, had
1: a bit of a Frank Lampard vibe about him, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a yeah, positive yeah. side of his his character. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want to be munch No, threat. I mean, just as
1: he looked. A bit yeah, like I just don't like the thought of... no, I mean, Frank. No, Frank's a gentleman. Sorry, Frank's a no, gentleman. I don't like the idea of cliche. Frank
0: Lampard turning up at Lorraine when Christine Bleakley's doing it. and or Christine. Yeah, we,
1: we, we're heading off straight after filming, yeah?
0: <laughs> we're going, yeah? we hang around I for a week. we having breakfast, yeah? Oh, God, fuck's <laughs> sake. Well, it not work. <laughs> um... <laughs> But that was basically the vibe, right? This guy's girlfriend was a nurse there yeah, and he was waiting clearly to sort of go out with her for a drink after. Mm. And he was sort of like, even though I didn't speak the language, I could tell exactly what was happening. Mm. He was, he was getting more and more annoyed, looking at his phone, getting more and more frustrated. She was coming and apologizing. And then when she was taking out my IV drip, she was sort of arguing with him. Um, Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah, man. It was, it was pretty fucking insane arguing in and Spanish, like the Spanish when they argue it's pretty full on. It's not like a sort yeah, of
1: passionate. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're not sort of, I'd say that it makes you question how quite, you know, you know, like how quite, how drab we can be when we argue.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I often wonder about like what languages sound like to somebody that doesn't understand them. So, so my mother tongue, Tamil, which I don't speak, but I do understand because when my mum used to tell me off, she'd switch to Tamil. Right, But, like, it's sort of like a bird chirping, I would say, just, there. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And French is like, yeah. like yeah. That. Spanish is very like. Oh, Spanish is like. It sounds like they're chatting about something interesting, doesn't it? All the time.
0: Yeah. It all sounds so passionate. Watching the football with them is incredible. Yeah. Like, not in a way that we like. The, you know, when you watch England games, it's like this sort of like faux aggressive passion. It's like sort yeah. of yeah, it's just that like, it's all like musical. And so when yeah, they're arguing, but then she was just getting more and more right like anyone would. Like if you're you're having to work like an extra two hours, but yeah, yeah. So when my chip and pin wouldn't work, like you know, your face thing wouldn't work on my phone, yeah. she was getting really really annoyed. Literally, like she was take, taking that aggression out on someone who'd. It
1: sounds like quite a high anxiety situation for you, if I'm being yeah, honest. First was... of all, you're in a foreign hospital. I, I burnt myself in Sri Lanka and I had to get a hospital in Sri Lanka. Something about going to a foreign hospital that. I don't know, because you've seen it in movies or whatever. I, fo- I found it utterly terrifying. Oh, mate. Did you and find you, it frightening? Yeah,
0: you don't speak the language either. And that's, that, that, that's, yeah. that's our bad. That's my bad. But then, like, right, when the guy came in and. He, he, he explained my bloods by going, um, your bloods are okay. And I was like, what do you mean okay? Like sort of shook his hand like that. Okay. Mm. And I'm like, what, what, is there some shit in them? Or like, what do you mean okay? It's good mm. or it's bad, right? And then he, I sort of tried to get more of an answer out of him and he just was sort of almost like, oh God, this guy's sort of, I almost became, you know, nasally you. <laughs> well, because you're concerned
1: for your life. Yeah, that sounds like something I would do. Whereas you wouldn't give a shine sh- oh, yeah, if you yeah, said they're okay. It's like it's basically a C, C plus, that. I'm happy with that. You know what, Doc? I'm happy with that. Came in here expecting my bloods to fail, but we've got to pass. Yeah, we're a pass. I'm it off. I bid,
0: you, I bid you adieu. Have a great day. Shake your hand. Thank you very much. It's a terrifying situation. And then, yeah, and then sort of, so most of this week, I've not been able to eat properly or I've been on what they call a beige diet. What does that no. mean? Just basket meals? uh just uh chip chips um, potatoes just chips just potatoes is that, that's been prescribed is it <laughs> chips and potatoes all the time do you know mcdonald's do you know mcdonald's <laughs> you go to mcdonald's get chips you'll be yeah. better
1: just for extra um a little bit of extra uh sugar deep into the milkshake
0: okay <laughs> um like pasta bread yeah I still feel, I still feel, just a...
1: pure. So you're on a pure carb You're on the opposite of keto. You're on a pure carb
0: diet. Is that yeah. right? I
1: mean, I've, I've, I've pushed. But yeah. what are you doing? Are you taking one massive shit every three days?
0: I assume. Mate, Mate no. my, my, my shits. So like aside this, right, we, mm. so I'm rough you know, what filming's like, I have Tuesday that I'm allowed to recoup. Wednesday I have to be back in filming. So I'm still not quite right. Thursday. What's,
1: what's the, What are the sympathy levels like on set with? Amazing, you? Everyone... incredible. I'm, I'm surrounded
0: yeah. by a good group of guys. Um, yeah. Thursday, we have to go and film on a boat for the whole day. Even, Great news for me. Yeah. <laughs> Even knowing, so knowing that I have a bad stomach. Yeah. And it was, um yeah. So I took an emodium. I took an emodium on Wednesday. Um, and in the words of Craig David, I was constipated for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I had a shit on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Took anyway. a shit on Sunday. <laughs>
0: it was genuinely, that was huge crap on Sunday. <laughs> Mate, it. On Sunday, when that came, like yeah, because they fill you for modium as well. Like, I didn't realise that when I looked at what they put in the IV drip, modium was one of the things. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Um, it's terrifying, isn't it? Because like, whenever, first of all, I've told you this, but I can never shit on the first three days of holiday. I've told you that. Yeah, you right? told My me body that. has to get. Yeah. My body has to get used to. It's the first stuff. thing I yeah. do when I
0: get to a new country.
1: Yeah. Well, what what a great what a great uh, <laughs> metaphor for your tourism attitude. <laughs> First thing you do f- when you arrive in the country is take a massive shit there, um, but um, yeah, I I, uh, I get terrified because every time I eat, I think, well, currently I'm not shitting, so this is a closed vessel. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes I get panicked, particularly after I've taken a modium. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Being reabsorbed into my body, so at one po- at some point I'm I'm going to explode, I guess. It, it makes I mean, your breath smell right when you need a poo. Does it? Yeah, apparently. Because
0: the poo comes what, up. What? Because
1: or... the shit gets... It doesn't get so backed up it's at the back of your
0: throat. <laughs> no, not the back of your throat, but it's in you, isn't it? So you like the toxins of it start coming out like anywhere. Cause that's why you probably like... Yeah, you, and you don't really fart as much, so it will just come out through mm. your breath. That's what I'm led to believe.
1: Um, I don't know. I've been mean, Listen, I don't know if there's any science backing up. Uh, it'll be good to get up. It yeah, like, sounds, sounds plausible. Yeah, it'll be science. good to get... Yeah, C- could any scientists uh, who are currently working on something important get in touch with the podcast? Stop what you're doing, please. Uh, can you just take a pause from the cancer research? And can you please send us an email to let us know whether if you take a modium, the shit gets so backed up in you that you can smell your breath because there's shit in the back of your throat. <laughs> That'd be great to get that clarified. Please.
0: <laughs> what have you been up to my baby, my G?
1: Well. Uh... Uh, I went to London at the weekend with you the kids. You sound like
0: when you when you you say you go to London. And your office is in London. I I know. I know you sound like, like I everyone know. I grew up in. With like, with, like, like I yeah, know, I but
1: when you go with your kids, London becomes London's very different when you go with your children. I feel yeah, unless yeah. you live in London. So like going to London normally is like a, a nothing. I mean, you've you've highlighted the exact situation here. Going to London with your children to to the to my kids going to London is like a big. It's like we have got to pack a knapsack. And head off to the Are you grave, a rucksack dad? To dad? the big smoke. Are you a rucksack dad? Uh, I, I normally am a rucksack dad, but I wasn't a rucksack dad in, in London that, that that weekend, no. Uh, we, we took him to, watch, to see the Christmas lights. Oh, nice. Went to watch Frozen. I I, I find me fro- every time I watch a musical, I become depressed about my own career. There's a bit just before the interval, spoiler <laughs> alert, I mean, everybody's watched the film, haven't they? Where she sings Let It Go. Oof. And the way it's done, and the lighting and the staging of it is so incredible. I just thought that three minutes is better than my entire career. <laughs> and then I, I spent the interval being quite quiet. Um, what you were just partly because I was depressed about the interval, and partly because I was depressed about the fact I'd I'd eaten all of my family-sized popcorn before the parents were even dead. So. um,
0: but yeah, it was amazing. Theater popcorn smaller and cinema popcorn, right?
1: Yeah, smaller and more expensive. I mean, people talk about why the working classes don't go to theater. I will tell you what, if I can bring the snack prices down, that'll help. But um, they're going to have to do something, don't they? Well, I went to watch. I took Theo to watch the Cursed Child, the Cursed Child. What's that? Know. You know the Harry, it's the Harry Potter stage show. right so There's two parts to it.
0: So see, I think that's a part, limit. You've got to go back the next day, or do they do it twice and same well, day. Well, you
1: can do it on the same day. So we did matinee and then evening. Basically. Right, right, cool. But I would say the whole day in total cost me about <laughs> it cost me about four hundred quid. What? I know, I know. And I was like, I mean, listen, it was amazing, and Thea had an incredible time. I did it like proper, like surprised him. Wake up in the morning and said, "We're going to watch Harry Potter." He lost his mind. I mean, it was a great, it was a great reaction. His reaction yeah. was worth it. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say it was worth 400 quid, but it, it was, was the, it was lovely. Where did you have food when you were up there? Ragamamas? Do you, are you talking about on this weekend where we went to London? No, Lund the, the, to the Harry t- Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter, by the way. I've never watched any Harry Potter. Mm, I, I don't, I can't imagine you being into it to be honest with me. No. I mean, I'm not massively into it, but. Some people are just so into it, aren't they? Yeah, like obsessed. and And. That slightly puts me off, if I'm being honest with you. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I went to watch the Cursed Child. There's loads of callbacks to the books and films. I've not watched any of them, so I didn't understand any of it. But every now and again, something would happen, and the crowd would go, "Oh!" And I thought, okay, "That's that interesting." Be, yeah, that must. So that must be why. Oh, or whatever. That's so, why
0: Hagrid yeah. has a beard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, think like, that's I w- how. That's how he got his cloak. <laughs> or whatever. You, know, you sort of hear shit like that during the thing. But I was, I was watching it thinking, listen. It involves a lot of rehearsal. The shows are incredible. Certainly better than what we do as stand-ups. Do you know what I mean, yeah. we, we just oh, amb- we just amble on. The sound's not always great because we've not sound checked properly. Um, and then you sort of wrap it on through this sort of fucking load of shit that you've thought up of. Um, so I, I appreciate all of that, but the, I I actually considered like the, I don't know, man. There must be a fun setup, but I'd love to set up something that makes it easy, more accessible. But like kids from those backgrounds to go. Oh, this sounds so worthy. But I, I, do you know what I mean? That yeah, it's yeah, expensive, yeah. man. It's yeah. properly Mate, expensive. It so expensive.
0: They used to do like school. when I was a kid. They did like we went to uh, the, our school did like something like that. To so get you could go and watch yeah. like West. I mean, before West End was like now where it's like fucking Broadway almost. Because we went and watched a show called Blood Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was the only boy that went.
1: Le- the, the the swans obsessed with Blood Brothers. I think she used to teach it when she was a drama teacher. Oh really? Right? That was one of their one of their set texts. I
0: lost my mind in a way that Theo did, like, at the end of Blood Brothers, um, yeah. the police Why do you keep saying it like
1: that? What? Why do you keep saying Blood Brothers? It's blood Brothers, isn't it? Blood Brothers. No, but you've, again, you've said it weird. Blood, blood Brothers.
0: No. Blood Brothers.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know that we're not saying it the same. Are you? Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. Okay. Then you've just said it normally. Okay. But, okay. Well, but before you're saying Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't need to hear the difference. Okay, I'll give you the two versions. See if you can tell the difference. Okay. Blood brothers, blood brothers. Can you hear the difference?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Not, not so much. I picked someone up on it.
1: Okay, fine. Say like, Lion oh, King.
0: Okay. Say Lion King. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Lion King. Lion King. Yeah, but before you said Lion King. Are you saying Lion King? Lion King. Uh, Lion King. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel like I'm in fucking pronunciation inception here. Lion King. Lion King. That's lion King. That's the same. No, but the way you're saying it is like, he's just been promoted, which in the film he was. <laughs> he's the Lion King. He's not just a lion, mate. He's the Lion King. No, but that's the same. Also, lion King. No, Lion King. He's the Lion King. Yeah, he's the Lion King. <laughs> that's what <be> you're saying. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't see the difference. Uh, you're saying I'm saying Lion King Yeah. you're saying Lion King yeah because it's two different words no but you're saying it like he's a footballer (laughs) Playing, (laughs) playing on the left Lion King
0: Lion King yeah
1: Anyway, go on, sorry, Blood Brothers, you blew it blew Like
0: at the end of the blood, uh, blood Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh and Lisa would know this. Uh the Swan sorry would know this. All the police come down all the different aisles and I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. It was so fucking cool. Because you're like, oh my god, you felt like you're part of the action. It was like Yeah,
1: when I here's a question for you. So I, when I watch Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah. Um he did a different pretty much did a different staging and lighting setup for every single song right which must wow. have taken an eternity to plan or whatever and it was an amazing show to watch and I I did find myself thinking as stand-ups so I know Kevin Hart's done it but do we need to make a bit more effort do you think or do you I reckon it's, it's hard all right though isn't it because
0: on. then what, what do you do like every time you do a different story like a spotlight changes or sort of like you know
1: I mean, I went, I went actually speaking because Kevin Hart's done a thing where he had fire coming out because he went to watch some music gig and they had fire shooting out a certain song. So he started doing fire on punchlines or whatever.
0: And then another time, that's that's like Kevin Hart. I fucking love, I adore Kevin Hart. That's a fucking risk though, bro. I
1: know. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I went, I went to see him at the O2. I can't remember which tour it was. And he had a thing where he had a screen behind him and whatever story he was talking about, like the backdrop would reflect that. So, for example, he'd be talking about how long the driveway. I mean, it's, it's a bit lost touch with the people, but he's talking about how massive his driveway is and when he's putting the bins out, how long it takes him to put them out. And then he was saying, like, talking about all these creatures appearing. And then the back screen went black and then these, like, eyes popped up in the darkness, like, to sort of add a bit of Atmos. But I've got to be honest with you, I found it slightly distracting. I mean, one of the reasons I fell into in love with stand up is watching Eddie Murphy just walk out on stage and basically be yeah. like a rock star. And it was just him with a microphone. So also, I, I it's, do it's think it's that's part of the appearance. Right? It's the
0: description of a story. Yeah.
1: That... So the whole, the whole skill of it, I guess, is to put people there without, without having without to see stuff. To, yeah. Although the, the bit that was really funny was he talked about being asked for, I think it was being asked for an autograph while he was on the toilet and he sat on a stool and they projected a toilet onto the screen behind him. And it did look like he was actually sitting on a massive toilet. It was quite funny. Mm, that's pretty
0: cool. um,
1: anyway, the point is I got depressed after watching Frozen. Catherine Uh, uh, Catherine
0: went to watch Frozen with my niece and nephew and my my sister, and my my sister and Catherine were like, it's a little overly sexualized in places.
1: Well, there's a bit where, do you know that song, I did think this for a little bit. So there's a bit where, well, there's two bits actually, no, 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 the second bit's not that, but I'll explain it anyway. There's a bit where they're play, they do, you know, love is an open door, yeah. love is an open door. door, that one, right? You know that one, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's a bit where she sort of moves her hand down his body. Yeah, she almost touches his dick. Yeah. yeah. And is- then she just sort of puts her hand over her mouth. Yeah. That's so one of the moments go, Whoopsie! I said. And then shouldn't
0: tug him off during this song. <laughs> isn't there a moment when they're all sort of almost naked, they've just got feathers on? Yeah,
1: off? so that's the other bit I was going to mention. So there's this bit where it, where they, it's amazing that they highlighted the two bits that I thought of as well. But the, it, actually, I would say this is my favourite moment. Not the nudity. Of course you were. Oh, this oh is my fucking
0: now f- it's getting good, a little bit too. <laughs> finally, something, finally <laughs> something for the grown-ups. Um, there's a that's bit where, where Dad leaned forward and knocked all over popcorn, knocked <laughs> his <just>
1: popcorn <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, Dad's not holding on to his popcorn but it's <laughs> positioning his life.
0: Um
1: They um is where they go to the kiosk, the sauna kiosk in the middle of the snow, and there's this sort of scandy guy just talking about what they're offering. And they do a dance, like the Huger dance, and they're just they're wearing body stockings, but the the conceit is that they're butt naked apart from the leaves that they're covering themselves with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's essentially a nudity scene, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I didn't think that was sexualized. I thought that was quite, the, the, the most sexualized bit was the hand going the hand down, going
0: towards down the yeah, towards the penis. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the P. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, did you- While
1: singing love is an open door. Did you, uh, I did mean.
0: you like enjoy it though? As a spectacle?
1: Yeah, I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. Did
0: was you really sing? Crazy. Did you all sing as a family as you came No, home? they actually
1: quite controversial, not quite controversial. He certainly seemed controversial for the crowd I was with, but I was delighted by this news. They said, please don't sing along. Oh, what the, oh really? It, it wasn't as abrupt as that, but it was sort of like, hope you enjoy. It was like very, you know, welcome to hope this starts a lifetime of watching, coming to the theater to watch stuff. That's nice though. Uh, yeah. Please
0: don't sing. Along. The end of Tina Turner is one of the, have you seen Tina, the musical? No. The end of it is incredible. Everyone's up and singing. Really? Yeah. I've, yeah. you know, I don't know if I've talked about this before on here. Um, do you know how I've been to see the a theater at least or four times and had to um, be moved because people before behind me can't see oh my god really yeah it's so indignifying like actually one time it worked out really well for me and Catherine when we went to a le- watch les mis we got put in a almost like a box which made me look like i was quite ritzy but um yeah the other times i was just literally put right at the back so there's no one behind me yeah or moved to an eye like an aisle seat I-, I had a bit of a situation
1: at frozen where we walked we- i took charlie and alex to the toilet yeah and then we walked By out. the way, that's another thing uh, theaters
0: need to fucking up their game with. The well, toilets you... are like pub toilets in London. They're fucking awful. Yeah, They're yeah. They're tiny. I mean, this they wasn't...
1: stink. Yeah. They, it, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it wasn't great. It's
0: like someone had a shit there in 1930, watching fucking Charlie Chaplin and no one's cleaned it since. That's what I'd say about theater toilets.
1: Did Charlie Chaplin do stage shows? Did he work it up on stage? I don't yeah, of know. of course he
0: did. Yeah, You don't just or... get into the fucking the silent movies, you've got to yeah. do it all Charlie... on stage. Charlie Chaplin,
1: as you call him. Um, we, when we walked out, there was a poster for a show called Fanny. Right? Who is that about? I don't know. It just had a p- picture of a Fanny guy. Fanny Craddock? No, I don't think it was Fanny Craddock. It just had a picture of it. I think it was a dude, and it just said Fanny. And then Charlie uh, obviously took that as license to use that word as freely as he liked. And he went, oh my gosh, look, they're advertising Fanny. Fanny sounds like something I'd like to see. Dad, can we see Fanny? Um, and Then Alex started laughing, and that became their little bit that they did. And Then we returned to the seats. Le- Lisa's let me be alone with the kids for two minutes to go to the toilet. They come back chatting about Fanny. It was absolutely insane.
0: Um, <laughs> i are thinking they're talking about the sauna scene. Yeah.
1: I went to m um, m M&M, the M&M, what's it called? M&M World.
0: Oh God, yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, we, I've got to say, that's a fucking insane thing. How much I do you know, like mate, sweets? Mate, are you not making the fucking world my, about it. I can't get my head around it. No, I to, I've got to say as well, M M&M is like the biggest prick of all the chocolates and fucking snacks. Because okay. I think it's got such an entitled fucking way of being. What does that like, mean? really? Uh, the adverts of like the M M's hiding in the wardrobe. Bit I pervy, thought you'd like all of it. The no.
1: peanut M M reminds me a bit of you, to be honest with you. Fuck off! <laughs>
0: Fuck off if you want to be friends. I just find no like, I find like the worst sense of entitlement. You haven't been around as long as the Mars bar, mate. All right.
1: Are you are you, un,
0: are you under the impression that M&M's actually wrote and designed those adverts? No, but someone at M&M's just going, "Oh, fucking you how everyone loves us." Like, yeah. let's make an M&M world, that'd be amazing. I'm like, who likes M&M's? I've never ever met anyone in my life who's gone, okay, "Oh, my favorite but, thing in the world is M&M's."
1: Yeah, sure, but it, for you to like something it doesn't have to be your favorite thing in the world this is what this, mate, what, this to make is the mistake. a mistake mate th- you make a world th- of it how
0: many mate you've got disneyland and disney world i don't know of many other people who are that arrogant that they make a world about their lives like genuinely when i first saw it i, I yeah, would thought oh that's fucking leicester what's square the alternative m M&M and shop
1: what do you mean that's gone yeah, just a fucking sh- that, that, is a sh- that what pushed is that what pushed leicester square over the top for you as a commercial venture <laughs> were you thinking, oh, before, before m M&M and World opened, you you thinking, oh, fucking oh, let's square Do you know what? That, this is the real London. It's nuanced and subtle and sophisticated.
0: <laughs> no, no. And then they opened m M&M and World and that, things, fucking, like that fucking, broke it for wait, you. Wait, I'll tell you what, what breaks my fucking heart, right, is M&M's, uh, M&M World's been there longer than the Chocadera was. And the Trocadera was incredible. It was an amazing event, like fucking going to Chocodira as a I kid. Agree,
1: I agree about Chocadera. I'm I'm heartbroken that Chocodira is not there. It was an I'd have loved to take love race to the country. Yeah,
0: and and Eminem. What World. was
1: what was Chocodira? Was like arcades, shops,
0: rides, VR. It's my first experience of VR. Was Mate, in they had the big drop ride that used to go on. Yeah, always a slight fucking worry that you might get beaten up by some older kids. Yeah, uh, I love that.
1: Yeah, every time you put some, every time you play Street Fighter, someone turns up, puts some money, and kills you. Yeah, and then
0: carries on the game. All and that. You've got shit. to slope yeah. off. Playing, you know, that yeah. table one with the little uh, things? Hockey. Hockey, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got none of that at Eminem World. No. no. Do you know what? I think one of the fucking most embarrassing things is when you've got tourists and they're getting their pictures done with the jacket they've got outside. Mm. You're being very xenophobic these days, aren't you? It's <laughs> the
1: Germans last week. Now it's just tourists in general.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm not able to go to tourists in general. It doesn't
1: feel like my London anymore. <laughs>
0: No, but I'm like, no, but I'm like, tourism's an amazing thing. Tourism, I'm like, I'm great. I always wanted to shake yeah. people by my hands, like, thank you for the out.
1: language and keep yourself to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come to so crowded crowd in our state. shops.
0: Like, it's yeah. embarrassing to, I feel like, hey, look, mate, years ago we used to have the deer and now you, you're subjected to fucking these two idiots. Like the uh, M&M's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I would say to you is M&M World, first of all, uh, I had to queue to get in. What? Right.
0: That's insane. Yeah. But like you yeah. know you can go to Tesco's and buy
1: M&M's. What's the difference? Yeah, I know. Well, they've got loads of M&M's you can't... Well, I don't think you can get Oh, fuck. It. what flavours have they got there that you can't buy anywhere else? I don't think it's even flavours because they all taste the same, don't they? Isn't it? Colour, just colours. Oh, my God. Anyway. You suck them. They all, they're all the same anyway. Are you talking about foreigners now or M&M's?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we spent 80 quid. Do you know what, right? Yeah. We've had conversations on air... Oh, here we go. I love you of all here my heart. Go. This that's I think that's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said. That's the most embarrassing thing I've ever said. What the, why? I've
1: got children that went to m&m World and they wanted 80 to. 80 pounds
0: like, in m&m world. I know,
1: I know. 30, 40, 50 quid of that was on m&m's What do you have a thirty on? What else are you buying? Not please, merchandise, t shirts and stuff. Uh it was like little like m&m dispensers and shit like that. that Eminem M&M M&M dispensers. You know, like it's a little, like a little, you know, like a Pez. I mean, yeah. were, you, were you in similar uproar about the Pez dispenser?
0: No, but the Pez, did, Pez wasn't arrogant enough to have a shot. No. Yeah, no, you're right. And you're also, right. Pez you're was... Right. You're right. M&M's, M&M's are the Kanye of the confectionery world. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, Pe- Pez was inclusive of everything. It turned around, you know, you could get Batman, Pez. You could get fucking all kinds of Pez's. M&M's is just all about themselves. Honestly, mate. Okay. Like, I did not expect you to react like this. But... I'll tell you what, like... Eminem world, I my, and also it's one of my favourite bits of London is Chinatown. It's like a, I always, I think of Eminem as being like the arsehole of Chinatown. Wow. Okay. And it's like yeah, it's it just just generally annoys me when an advert comes on. I'm like, oh fucking here we go. These two little wankers. Yeah. Yeah, Showing sure enough. I can't think of the last time I saw an M&M advert. Oh well, I've I've been out here for a while. What is it? is it nice. like?
1: What what are the concepts of the adverts? Like, well, one, one the like, sh- there's always that one sort- shagging somebody, and the other one's hiding in the wardrobe. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much one of yeah. that is one of the adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I don't know. I just find them irritating. Okay. Uh, I also went to Hamleys. See, I love Hamleys. Yeah. Did you
1: have to queue to get in? No, I didn't have to queue to get in. No, but what I would say is once you're in there. It was, it was, I would call it, I would describe it as stressful.
0: Yeah. It's bedlam. And um, um, have they sorted out
1: the temperature in there? No, absolutely. Like Theo almost asked to leave because it was like, Like a sauna. I had a work absolutely, with Absolutely. Absolutely roasting. I talked to the manager about it last time. I'm surprised he hasn't done anything about it. Yeah. I'm surprised at that after <laughs> you speaking to him, I hadn't changed the, uh, the temperature in the whole of Hamleys. That's weird.
0: <laughs> but though. it's so like that, that feels like something that like is affecting their trade a little bit. I mean, it's obviously always busy. I, I, yeah, I feel so- like going in there and going, mate, you're up against M&M World. They're sneaking up behind you here, mate. Yeah,
1: but um, what I like about Hamleys is you're sort of walking through incredibly stress and then you get hit, hit in the head by a boomerang. It's, uh, it's a really fun experience. And that happens on every floor, by the way.
0: My heart is... All, I always feel really bad for, you know, like when you've got the people demonstrating the shit toys. Yeah. And you feel like you've got to stay and watch. Like, that's... Because like, in a way, that's like performer kind of vibes you know like
1: i know but they but they th- they are i've got to take my hat off to the staff at hamley's they can make any toy seem appealing yeah it's incredible but you, you'll see one of them playing with like a light that they've got in their hand right and you just think what a load of tat and then within 30 seconds there's a crowd yeah, of 20 mate, people gathered around i'll tell you can i
0: just say something rumors would yeah, have spread around you like as soon as you walked in they're like oh that's the fellow who spent eight quid in m&m world well he'll, he'll buy any old shit
1: <laughs> yeah, well I can tell i ni- do you know what? I nearly bought one of those fucking I carried it up and down the store, and then in the end, I thought this is madness. I nearly bought one of those you know those spindly head massager things you know oh, they're like orgasm- yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> literally you buy something like that you the next thing you're buying is a basketball hoop for your toilet that you have when you're in the toilet. oh God
1: okay. Should we do some emails, Tommy? Yeah, do boy. Uh, once again, thank you to the Swan for selecting emails. This is from the Meerkat. Wow, it's is this our first Meerkat. No, I can't imagine it is. No, we must. Meerkats. I would say in terms of animals that people think of after sort of cats and dogs and shit like that, it's pretty high up there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. The Meerkat says, hello, Wolf, Owl, and Swan. Firstly, I will to say how much I love the podcast. Also a big fan of all your work, especially King Gary and Rom, your Netflix special had me crying with laughter. I'm currently listening to the podcast. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. I'm currently listening to the podcast uh, through for the third time. My question is, what has been your favorite moment of the podcast so far? Personally my favorite was the email about Beaver Nibble <laughs> and your two's reaction to it. Another bit which always gets me would be your impressions of each other. Can you both do your best impression of each other from the Meerkat? <laughs> Um, I don't know why. I mean, thank you for the email, Mick. I don't know why the swan is selecting sort of jukebox request emails <laughs> for us to. Uh, um, I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember anything from the podcast.
0: No, right? I, I, that's I, mean, y- I you can on. tell that from the fact that we repeat all our fucking stories, but yeah, I, because I, I generally look at this as like, it's just like a conversation. I don't remember all of my conversations with my mate. Like, I wouldn't, I, I just, there's no planning to this, is there? People say like no. we get nice messages, and people say about, I, I yeah. Um, do you know what? If I'm some of my favourite ones were the fucking awful shit ones <laughs> that we did when we started, yeah. when we just look yeah. at each other about 20 minutes in and go, "This isn't really going to work, is it?" No, I, I always enjoy. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 man, I do, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, impress- I would say I would say you're
1: responsible for the two biggest highlights or the two. Things that got the biggest reaction in this podcast. Number one is your story about the potpourri story. Right. um, Where, and then when you went to the toilet and smashed your head. Yeah. That's one. And then the other one is Arse Pebble,
0: obviously. I mean, it's a common theme, isn't there? (laughs) Mm.
1: Um, Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying they're highbrow, but they are, but they are, they definitely got responses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Arse Pebble one I find insane that no one else has ever thought of. I still, that baffles me. Mm. Like, yeah, absolutely. because why would anyone else think of something so disgusting?
1: <laughs> it offends me slightly. You've never tried it, I'm, nor will I try it, just to oh, be absolutely crystal clear. You never, never ever try to try, it. I'm never going to try ass pebble ever. That's insane me that, that you wouldn't. Because because have just the visual of me. I just feel like this is a long game prank by you. It's not, and then <laughs> and then I'm going to be bent over trying to insert a stone into my anus.
0: Well, you don't insert into angles, angles? It just goes between your cheeks and takes the burn. yeah.
1: Fine, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't want it. I've not used
0: one by the way. The whole time I've been here, I it. don't, I don't want a rock in my arm. Can ass. I just say by the way that actually, man, there's not much like spicy food out here as much as I thought. Really? No, it's like I, I, I you know what? I can't wait to have a curry. Hmm. I, you know, like when you watch films and like people are like... You
1: know what we should do? We should get... I don't know if they'll let us do this. We should have a curry while we're doing the Drunk Podcast. Oh, mate, yes. Huh? Yes. Let's have All, a little eat. Yeah. Ha- I was actually going to suggest
0: we're... whether we go out for a curry after, but... I don't think we're going to be in any fit state to go out after. Right? <laughs> I love the way you're so paranoid. You texted oh, really? me three or four times about like how worried you are about... Mate, you I, I probably... I, like... I don't know even, I've not been able to drink now for two weeks. I don't even know how you're, you're probably more in fine, fine drinking fettle than I am. Party Rob has been training for this. Yeah. I'm still a lightweight though.
1: Um, anyway, Meerkat, thank you so much for your email. Next email. This is from the perplexed pig. Wow. Uh, hi guys. Thanks so much for the amazing podcast. It makes my commute to work so much more enjoyable. There you go. commute. Well, ideally, I'd
0: like. I wish it would be good if you like could that. get like a tally chart of all like, you know, I enjoy. That's it. a great idea. Yeah. yeah,
1: that is a great idea, and just keep it updated. A little bit of admin for no fucking real reason. Just absolutely no thought goes into the podcast at all. But the most, actually, mm. do you know the most amount of work is keeping the tally chart of what when people listen to it.
0: <laughs> Can everyone email or text in, um, saying like, you know, when they- Text in? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we
1: should get Wolf an our number. I actually thought about it. Didn't Lewis Lewis Capaldi on Instagram the other day, like just pasted his phone number. Did he? Yeah, it was like just a picture of his phone with his phone Capaldi's number. Capaldi's like a straight up G, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, do you reckon what happens then? You put your phone number up. I'm thinking about getting a burner and then just like putting my number up and seeing what calls. Why are you trying to be like Lewis
0: Capaldi and trying to be cool? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought it was a cool idea. Chris Rock no, no, did no, it no, as well. But no, 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 no. you literally right. You don't get back to the people half the time who text you, you know. Why do you get a a burner phone? That's a a really good... You know what? Sitting there fucking eating your M&M's with your burner phone going off. (laughs) And your M&M slippers. Uh,
1: That's another text I'm going
0: to ignore.
1: Uh, Lisa, where's the dispenser? (laughs)
0: Fucking hell, Lisa. This bloody burner phone won't fucking stop. (laughs)
1: Um, Hi, guys. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, ideally, I'd like to be kept anonymous to avoid creating any more drama than there is already. However, I'd like to a, a bit of advice on a head scratcher. My boyfriend of a number of years proposed to me recently, which is extremely exciting. The wedding planning had been a wonderful distraction from work stress, and I'm having an absolute blast planning what is essentially a massive up. I have a number of bridesmaids who've been fantastic friends to me throughout the years. But when choosing a maid of honor, I knew immediately that I wanted my sister. Unfortunately, She hasn't responded well at all to the wedding news. She isn't interacting with the planning, getting on with the other bridesmaids and just didn't turn up to the engagement party. Oh, God. I've tried to find ways of involving her and keeping her interested, but it isn't working. My parents reckon she just needs time to settle into the idea that I'm getting married. But I'm not sure she should need to settle into the idea. She should surely just be happy that I'm happy and want to be a part of it. I know this... This is how I'll be when she gets married. I also have no worries about whether I can rely on her to support me by doing her bridesmaid duties. I have a job which can stretch up to seventy-two hours per week, and I need all the help I can get. I think that demoting her would cause its own stress and drama, and I'm not sure I can be bothered with this either. Any advice? Thanks so
0: much, guys. A perplexed pig, Tom Davis. Um. Ah, oh man, it's a difficult one. This I'd, I'd say that um. I'd say the first thing up would be having a conversation with your sister about why she feels the way she does, like and, and dealing with that in a uh, in a sort of empathetic way, because it's probably more going on than just the fact that she doesn't like she's not supporting you. You get married. Sometimes it's I think like the, the, the when you get married, that can just be all encompassing for for you, and that that's just natural because it's like the biggest thing one of the biggest things you're going to do in your life. You become completely consumed by that day. That you know, the the, the the day before the honeymoon, that, that everyone's going to have a great time, and, and it can that can just take over your life. And if, if if anyone else seems like they're not as into it as you are, you can it can sort of almost sort of show up quite. You know, you sort of take that as a bit of a slight. Um, and sometimes it's good to just step back and go, actually, other people have other shit going on, and you know, there might be another reason why your sister feels the way she does. So it's probably just a conversation to have. So then she enjoys it as much as you do. So I'd, I'd say to try and have that. And I'm, I'm not, you know, it is an incredible day getting married. It's, it's like the, it's the best time of your life. It's, you know, it's stressful, but yeah, even, you know, we, we, we got obsessed with it and we got, you know, and sometimes you sort of lose, lose sight of what else is going on in the world. So maybe just have a chat with your sister and, uh, and do that. Um, have an amazing day. Enjoy it. Smile all day. Know that you're blessed. Maga.
1: Uh, perplexed pig congratulations on the wedding uh the marriage um what i would say, i i sort of pretty much agree with tom really I, you haven't sort of got into backgrounds of what your sisters relationship history's been like but it's possible that uh i don't know i i'd be guessing if i was if i was trying to say why i thought she was behaving like this you know one it could be that she's really close with you and it feels like She's dealing with the reality of you not being around as much because you're getting married, which might be difficult for her to handle. Or it might be that actually, while she might not want to admit it, she's got fears of her own relationship or settling down or whatever. Um, and this has brought that home to her for her. Um, but I would agree with Tom that what you need to do is uh, you need to just have a chat with her. And I would say, because you sound a bit pissed off in your email, um, I would say, my best advice to you would be to try not to take that into the conversation you have with your sister. I think a lot of times if you, a lot of problems can be solved by putting yourselves in the shoes of the other person and, and putting yourself in the mindset of the other person maybe trying to figure out why she might be feeling like that and come at the conversation with in a, in a bit of an empathetic way rather than an accusatory way. I think you'll get a lot more, uh, you get a lot more mileage out of that and just sort of say to her, look, I can't help feeling that you're not as into this. And, um, is it possible that this is a bit much? And if it is, then just let me know. I want you to, you know, you're my sister and I want you to enjoy this and I, I want it to be a great day for you as well. And, you know, how do I make that happen? Uh, and I think you have that kind of open dialogue with her, and hopefully she'll sort of explain why she's feeling the way she's feeling, or maybe she'll go, look, I'm so glad you had this chat with me. Cause blah, blah, blah. And you take it from there. It's possible. She might just deny it. And, um, And just go. I don't know what you're on about. I'm being as supportive as I possibly can be. Stop being. You know, she might react aggressively, which people do when they're on the defensive, and she might feel bad about having that behaviour sort of held up to her. Uh, In which case, I think you just go. Look, this is kind of the 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 the, the stuff that I absolutely need happening. Are you able to do that? Is that something that you're willing to do? And if she says yes, then you've got to trust her to do that. Um, But yeah, my advice would be to just have an open and honest and sympathetic conversation with her to try and get to the bottom for what's going on. And I wish you the very best of luck. I hope your wedding day is as magical as it can possibly be. Congratulations from both myself, the owl and my esteemed colleague uh, and best friend, the wolf. Next email is from The Sleepy Sloth. And The Sleepy Sloth says, Hi Wolf, Al Swan, and Cat. I'm loving the pod uh, since I discovered it last week. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I'm aiming to catch up on every episode by binge listening in the office. I really value the advice you give to your listeners. So I hope you can help me today too. I've been married to my husband and soulmate for 14 years, and we're really happy and in love just like when we first met. When we go to bed, we love to cuddle up for a bit before turning over to go to sleep in our own comfortable sleep positions. Recently, I've started to snore a lot and it keeps my husband, the friendly fox, awake. Then when he gets frustrated and tired, he'll turn over in an exaggerated manner to wake me up and stop the snoring. This makes me feel really guilty, but also cross at being woken up. Then neither of us get much sleep and I wake up grumpy and tired. We We, we wake up grumpy and tired. It's been so bad recently that I got really anxious lying there, scared to fall asleep, as I know I'll instantly go into a snore and keep him awake. I've tried anti-snoring devices, but you cannot sleep with anything I cannot sleep with anything stuck to my face, in my nose, my mouth, or strapped around my chin. He can't sleep with earplugs in either, so the only way is to get a perfect night's sleep is to sleep in separate rooms. Neither of us want that as we love being together and the comfort of a lovely cuddle before sleep, etc. I don't know if it's the fact of getting older, putting on two stone in the last four years, or having quite a short neck that causes it, but I can't see a solution. I try to lose weight, but it's really hard without starving myself and being miserable. Since I turned 35, five years ago, my metabolism is terrible and the pounds just don't drop off me. Like when I reduce my calories like they would in my twenties, I sleep either on my front or side. So it isn't the usual thing of rolling onto my back. It's worse when I have a cold or have too much to food, too much food or drink. I can't get any sympathy from friends. They think it's a comical issue. And always think it's a problem that long-suffering wives have with their men. I don't want to be. Fr- I don't want the friendly fox to suffer, and I feel so guilty about something I cannot control. Sometimes he tells me I've been snoring when I was convinced I hadn't even been to sleep yet. Any advice or sympathy would be appreciated,
0: Tom. Yo, I have been here. Um, I welcome to the snoring brethren. <laughs> so. I was, I went for a stage uh, of really, before probably lockdown, I was snoring so much that I, I was like yourself, I was worrying about falling asleep. I'd sometimes, we'd be watching something, I'd drift off and um, I'd just like Catherine would give me a nudge and just be like, are oh, you snoring so loudly? She'll usually now try and sleep in with like uh, earbuds and, but if I'm honest, one of, you know, one of the game changes has been losing a bit of weight. I've, I felt like that has, um, that has, that's really helped. I, I, I don't think I, it's hard to know, but I don't, you know, Catherine's mentioned, I don't think I snore as much as I was. I don't think, and if I've had a drink or I've had sort of certain, like if I've been quite gluttonous, I will. But I think two things, yeah, I think if you can, number one, it is, is really difficult to, to try and lose weight. I think like you got to look at if you want to lose weight and, and, Get in shape, you know, and you can't, it feels like that. You're a bit conscious about that anyway. But also, the other thing I felt that really helped was acupuncture. I found that that was really, that really helped. But is it, yeah, like you, I couldn't sleep in from my face and like some of the devices we got and some of the like fucking weird pillows that you can get sent. None of it fucking works really. You just, that, the only thing that ever has seemed to have worked is losing, myself losing a little bit of weight. So that might be something. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult conversation to breach. So I don't know if that's necessarily the thing. And, and it's not a laughing matter because it can actually become quite a golf in your relationship. It can actually become quite a, just a horrible, horrible thing. And the, the feeling of not wanting to go to sleep because you're going to keep your partner awake is horrible. So yeah, maybe talking to someone, I think there's people on, like, online that you can sort of get sort of advice from. So maybe look into that. Um, so from one snorer to another, my sympathy and my heart goes out to yeah. you. I said, "Do you love G. Uh
1: The sleepy sloth. I'm very sorry to hear that you find yourself in uh, the situation that you do. It's a tricky one. Um, I don't, listen. If you're struggling to lose weight, um, I think trying to lose weight to stop yourself snoring feels like a fucking miserable thing to do. So, um, if you're finding it difficult, just don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? Just um, it is what it is. Uh, it sounds like you've tried loads of stuff. So it's very difficult. I, I can't, I'm not really an expert in this. Do you slow. I do on occasion. I think I do on occasion. Yeah. I, and I've, I've had a couple of awful experiences where I've, I've been on the train and woken myself up with a grunt. Oh, well, like yeah, I've been there bro. So embarrassing. And yeah. just like look around the carriage and you think, have I been making that noise this whole time? It's fucking dreadful. But, um, with regards to snoring, look, it sounds like you've tried a lot. There are loads of specialists you can like check out. I mean, there's obviously a, a, a cost attached to that. But so yeah, I would look into that. But I, I totally sympathize with you. If you're in a situation where you're not getting enough sleep, it's horrific. You just basically, it affects your mood for the whole day. And and you just can't, you can't focus on anything else because you're just worried about how knackered you are. And what's that, what, I, what when my heart really went out to you is, you lie in there nervous about going to sleep in case you start snoring. I mean, it's horrible. It's a horrible way to be. I mean, it's just the road to insomnia, isn't it? So look, I, the truth is it's not an easy one to solve. I, I really do feel sorry for you. What I would say, and I know this sounds like quite a radical thing, is that increasingly, there is an increasing trend of couples to sleep separately. And I know this sounds quite mad, but loads of people do it. And if you are having, wanting a lovely cuddle before sleep, um, I know, for example, we had Sophie Willen on Nation recently, and she said her and our other half, they like have a cuddle or whatever it is, you know, sleep admin, bed admin, whatever it is you get up to. And then they bid each other good night and go off and sleep in separate beds, separate rooms, and it works totally fine. So what I would say to you is, you know, explore the options of, you know, can you solve this snoring thing? I, I, do, I just don't think um, if losing weight is proving to be really difficult. And you're losing weight to try and stop snoring. If you then go through all of that misery and it doesn't stop your snoring, how fucking irritating is that? Life is too short to be doing all of that. Do you know what I mean? So just, I I, I would try and look for other solutions. And if you don't find another solution, what happened there? That's not to off my leg. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah, no, 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 I Just put my leg. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were sort of doing percussion for this advice or something. Um, I, I would just say genuinely explore the possibility of sleeping in separate rooms. Have a cuddle. Do your thing and then head off um, if you can't find a solution. Um, but it's not an easy one and our hearts go out to you. So good luck. Yeah. Very best of luck. And good love you. This is from The Humpback Whale. Yeah. And The Humpback Whale says, Dear Wolf, Swan, Wolf, and Al, Second time email or email last year about real life Mario Kart with the kids that went wrong. Anyway, something is really grinding my gears and I wanted to know, does this happen in your relationships? We went to my in-laws after the kids finished school the other day, they live an hour away and we were staying for one day, a single day, 24 hours, one sleep. My wife packs up, we're emigrating to the other side of the world. I know the listeners can't see this picture, but let me explain. This is for one night. She packed a full bag for each of the kids, two pillows, three massive coats for kids, plus her two coats, small suitcase for her stuff, uh, a bag f- uh, full of miscellaneous stuff, a snack bag, and my bag. So she packed your bag. To put this into context, we went to Tenerife for two weeks in the summer. We ended up taking over 520 kilo cases for two adults and three little kids aged under six. And we had to purchase extra luggage for my extra wife. Is this my extra? Is this my wife extra or is this normal? P.S. Tommy D. coming to see you next year in Bradford. And Romesh saw you in Leeds. Wicked. Thanks, the humpback whale. Tommy um, D.
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Catherine in our group of friends uh, infamously, we. Every, everywhere we go, our luggage is insane. Like we had to buy an extra case for Catherine to go back with for all the stuff that we pack and we accrue when we're away. Um, I I've, find I've packing so like the anxiety I get. Like you know, like if you go for a weekend away, right? Mm. Number one, my my stuff is all and my trainers and my clothes are all bigger than anyone else's anyway, right? So my i'm naturally gonna have more more stuff right Mm. but i always have these things that like so if i'm going for a weekend somewhere i'm like if i pack winter stuff i know it's going to be really sunny like i'll I'll go somewhere and and throw in like a jacket and like a couple pairs of trousers even if it's gonna even if it's like here where it's like 26 27 degrees every day like i can never get it right my like i will literally in my head think oh when i look at like so say James Defronde for example. James DeFron can go for a week somewhere with hand luggage and he and he never he never looks he
1: Can I can I just say the thing about James Defronde, though, is the difficult the difference between James Defronde um, and you and myself, and I hope you don't mind I hope you don't take this as an insult, that man will look good in anything. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So 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 he's just got and I'm not saying this is not a weight thing or anything like that. I'm just saying he has got a way about him. Yeah. That he just looks good in anything, right? So if he takes two outfits, he will still look better on that trip than you and me have taken 27. I mean, it's right? insane. That, that, is, that is a oh, fact. He's just, right?
0: got a, he's just got a level of like, he can, he can wear a t-shirt and shorts every day and still look like you still walk in and go, like like it's boring. You walk in and go, oh man, that fucking t-shirt's cool. where do you get that? Yeah. And it's he, like,
1: James DeFront every day
0: looks better than me <laughs> on my best day. He he literally could turn up at fucking an award ceremony in t-shirts and short, a t-shirt shorts, and people go best dressed.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I like the way he's made a decision there, and I I like what he's done. And actually, do you know what? I feel I think I might wear t-shirt
0: and shorts for my next (laughs) awards day. He's got. He would inspire a look. He's got a Bradley Cooper energy. Yeah. But yeah. uh, So I'm I'm sort of siding with you. And then when you have a child like with Nat, then you anxiously worry: has she got all the stuff that she needs? Like, mm. And, and then, like, what happens is you end up wearing the fucking same f- few bits anyway that you always, you know, like yeah. I, the amount of times I we go away and I'll pack stuff for like evenings out. We'll go out once or twice, like for an evening, evening out properly. Most of the time we're eating at a buffet. So you just need a nice buffet tra- track suit or a nice buffet <laughs> short. <laughs> what
1: the fuck are you talking about?
0: You must have a buffet track suit, right?
1: No, I don't have a buffet track
0: suit. Mate...
1: Yeah. Uh, what i would tell you though is i don't buy like for example, i don't buy anything white anymore really i can't yeah i mean i've got a couple of nice bits but like just the dinner badges are too much it's too high risk for me i, I can't whenever i'm wearing something light colored i will fuck it
0: mate I, I think you look good in sort of remember that um that pale blue suit you wore that was mm-hmm. drippy let's put a stain now has it really got the? Why? Why, why are you yeah. such a messy eater? I didn't because
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen it's, you it's, eat.
0: You're very like you're quite precautious when you eat.
1: Yeah, I th- I like to think I am.
0: I've never really ever like it. seen like you being like even when you're really hungry. I've never seen you shoveling food and thought fucking hell, he's risking it here, mate. I always look yeah, at you. No, you're no. like the Gary Neville of eating. Okay, what, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> like you're sh- it's, it's the same Gary Neville that you said doesn't look like he wipes his ass properly. <laughs>
0: No, I Maybe mean, that's mean, let's do it. Toilet's upside. Gary Neville looks like he's so regimented in... Like, you're mm. one of the Neville, Gary or Phil, with, like, you're eating. Like, so yeah. regimented. Okay. Everything is, like, fucking, yeah. like, you know. Okay. It's okay. And I mean that as a, yeah. a compliment. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's how you mean it. No, no, no. Um, but, like, I, I'm probably a little bit more, like, I don't know, R9 of eating. Like, eat quick. Fucking, it, you know... It's exciting to watch. So you're
1: Ron- <laughs> you're Ronaldo. No, you're the you're the real Ronaldo. Yeah. And I am Gary Neville. Of yeah, eating. Le- of eating, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: but right. like you had a longer career and like fucking it's always stay we always knew sometimes when I eat, yeah. it's a bit like fucking oh, the heat. Yeah. When, and like- those
1: two by the way, by the way, R9 and Gary Neville are the two names that always come up when people talk about their favourite footballers as well. <laughs> so
0: thank you for that. Um <laughs> No but if they saw me and you in a restaurant They'd be like, yeah. he's definitely going to spill something, A big fella. They wouldn't look at you going, oh, fuck it. I think he look how stable he is. No, they would. They'd go, he's going to spill something because he already
1: has done. He's down <laughs> his fucking jacket. He's not noticed. a stupid prick. <laughs> um, Huntback whale. Uh, I've got to say to you that I actually empathize with your wife because I've done a lot of traveling from doing travel shows and stuff, and I still haven't managed to streamline my packing because exactly like Tom, I just pack for every potential eventuality. Because I just I just pack so much I can't I can't help it I just pack so so much I've not been able to streamline it and often at the end of a holiday the swan will do an inventory of stuff that I've packed that I haven't worn wow. it's a fun game that she like she likes she likes that, to play on the last to be night. fair actually, So I... let's see Romesh let's see let's see what it is that you've brought that we we've had to the the carbon footprint of the stuff that you've brought that you haven't been <laughs> bothered to fucking use Let's have a look. There's obviously an environmental impact of taking a fucking <laughs> duffel coat to Portugal. <laughs> duffel coat to Portugal.
0: It, Gaffin's done that to me. Gaffin's done that to me. <laughs> so yeah. embarrassing, It's yeah. like a kid. Yeah, yeah. stood there and like... I've anyway. got a beige pair of chinos that I've taken on three or four holidays. I've never even worn back in England, yeah. but I, it's like I'm going to wear them when we go away. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, so listen, i back well. I'm sorry that we're not... Um, I'm sorry that we're not giving you what you need, but I would say uh, we're fully in support of your wife.
0: Yeah. Or maybe just go on like a suitcase packing course. That could be another little course that people do, like learning how to pack properly. Some people are like, you know, like sort of military people. They can pack like fuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, st- I've started using packing cubes, as you know. I think I've talked about this Yeah, before. I think you have. Yeah. Um,
0: no, they um, really good. I actually watched uh, Foxy from um, uh, the SAS show. Showing how to pack like like an army person. I'd watch yeah. an Instagram video of him doing that once. Yeah, I, I sort of watched it, and I've no, not used any. of Is that of the, the end of that story? Well, no, yeah, I've watched it. and I've not used any. of I Thought of the you were tips. going to give some tips. No, no, kind of I can't you. even remember the tips. I was sort of. Well, just...
1: actually, actually, do you know? Do you know? Driver Jim.
0: Yeah. He Takes me to yeah. Free
1: so he he take took one of your tips, which is rolling up t shirts. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, I do that,
0: but then I bring more t shirts. Like genuinely, yeah. But also, but also they don't need they don't need ironing when you un- unroll no, them as well. But the, like, even coming out here, I I brought enough t shirts and then I literally looked and thought I've got loads of room, so I panicked and threw in about five jumpers that I've not worn.
1: Well, listen, I would say that banter wise, we are scraping the bottom of the suitcase <laughs> here, so it's probably time to probably time to wrap it up. Uh, so Tom, could you do us the honour of uh, seeing us out, please?
0: Friends, <laughs> friends, it's that time again when the weather draws in and the cold nights begin and a shiver comes across you. It's not a shiver of coldness, though. It's a shiver ang- of anxiety. This time of year, especially after the last few we've had, there's going to be more events and more parties that you're invited to, and some you want to go to and some you won't. Some you'll feel like you want to revel all night and others you'll feel like you just can't be bothered. You'd rather sit in and watch Home Alone or something. The truth is there's a lot of pressure on Christmas and New Year to be incredible. Instagram and movies such as The Christmas To Kind or whatever that you get on one of these channels will push and push you to have this perfect idea of what Christmas is. But a perfect Christmas is this. It's a Christmas where you reach out to a loved one or a friend where you do say nice for someone. It's worth remembering that with Christmas, it was never ever about receiving or a Hollywood smile. It was always about giving and reminding a loved one that they're just that, loved. So, nestle a little drink for old Chris Grimble, And nestle one for yourself, too. Enjoy, friends, because Christmas is the greatest time of all. Really,
1: really lovely. Probably too soon.
0: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've just now realised yeah. that we've probably got two episodes before Christmas. Yeah, we? we
1: have, we have
0: actually. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm looking very much looking forward to our pissed Christmas wishes <laughs> on the sixth eighth.
0: Um, um we, should, yeah, we should probably ask for sort of some sort of thing. Actually, by the way, um, there's an amazing film on Amazon Prime called Your Christmas or Mine, um, which. Yeah. Uh, but
1: you've had no involvement in that, have you? So you're 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 pushing that completely uh, impartially,
0: aren't you? Uh, well, my production company made it. But, um,
1: oh. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Um, can I, can I also, can I just say thanks a lot for all the love for the Netflix special? As I said last week, I was very anxious about it and it's been, it's been really nice. So thank you. Well, you're a wonderful um, comedian.
0: And let me just say, thank you for being the friend you are. Oh, just switch my hater off. It looked like you uh, actually lent over to fart as I said, something really like. No, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah.
1: Um, JT, can you play us out? I've been listening to a lot of old school hip hop as is my want. And uh, could you put on a little bit of far side running, please, to take us out of the pod? Guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Peace out, people. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas, even though we've got two episodes before Christmas to go. Merry Christmas. Hope you have the most wonderful of Yuletides. Love, love, love. See you next week. Bye bye.
0: Respect I used to never get Cause all I got was upset When niggas used to be like What's And try to sweat a nigga like the lift For no reason at all I can't recall because niggas was seeds in my face Down the hall I'm kicking it in the back Of the school Eating chicken at three Wondering
1: why Is everybody always picking on me? If you have a problem Opinion Feedback Or anything at all Please email us At wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.